Pump up the volume on your parenting with Parent Pump Radio. Tune into something different that makes a difference. At Parent Pump Radio, instead of a ripple, we choose to create a splash. Get energized, get inspired, and get informed with how to parent in the new millennium. With your host and parent coach super guide, Jacqueline T.D. Wynn. Hi, this is Jacqueline T.D. Wynn. Welcome to Parent Pump Radio. Go to our website, integrativeminds.com, to schedule a 45-minute complimentary consultation with me to see how I can help you create cash flow now through real estate investing and leave the legacy you dream of creating. The link is in the show notes. If you have a show or a business or an event that's coming up and you need a speaker, please schedule a meeting time with me so I can see how I can help you. You can also go to integrativeminds.com, my website, and my calendar is there to book a time with me. Our show is available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and syndicated on rethinkradio.org, oneideaaway.com, and Armed Radio. Okay, we have a special guest today on our show. He is one of my kindred spirit because he's Vietnamese also, and he's going to share with us how he got started in martial art, his journey. And when he was four years old, growing up in a small fishing village in Vietnam, and he continued on that train as a refugee in the camp where his martial art served as his guiding light. While he struggled to learn English in really unfamiliar classrooms to prepare to come here to the United States. He is a husband, has three kids. He's also the owner of Extreme Ninja Martial Arts Center in Boston. So if you're in the Boston area, you'll have to check him out because he trains more than 500 students there. So ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to Ninja Nguyen. Hi, Ninja. Hi, how are you? Thank you for being on your show. Thank you for being here. We have a similar journey because we're refugees. The difference is you were actually in the camp. I was lucky enough to be able to be flown out five days before the April 30th day. How did you get from Vietnam to here? And then how did martial arts help you? Back then, when I was growing up, my dad, they are fishermen. So my dad... He usually do as he smuggled my cousin, uncle, and to U.S. But at that time, I didn't know there was like another country, you know. So it's like growing up, I didn't see what the other side of beside Vietnam. So uh, at that time, you know, my, my parents, they smuggled my brother out. So at that time, for me, growing up, it's like I have 10 brothers. And then suddenly, I didn't see them. So as a boy, I was curious, like, what's happening and when I keep asking questions my dad figured out the only way to kind of like keep me busy at that time was bring me to the martial arts gym and then so by that way I can learn it and then go to school so don't really like ask too many questions growing up it's like uh in Vietnam so learning the sport at that time more like the health than anything it was to learn and maybe hope hope and uh one day open a martial arts gym. It wasn't like that. And then throughout the, the process, my dad basically smuggled my brother out. And then at that time, he's basically got uh, arrested for two years. Throughout that process, it's just like every single day for me is just going to 
martial arts gym and go home and then go to school. And then my dad come out after that years, you know, we basically, my dad decided to smuggle all of us to United States. And when we went to that journey, so it'd be like four days, three night in the ocean, we didn't, I didn't really know like where we going. But all I remember was my dad was, he looking up on a star and it said it was star to where the star brain. The first place that we visit was uh, Malaysia. So this place called Bulau Bidong. Uh, and basically my dad to see the island and he said, you know what? I think that's what it is. So my brother basically kind of like swim in there. And then next thing you know, we have like a bunch of militaries coming out. And I didn't know what it was. Uh, they took us in and then they shower us. And then basically it's kind of like fingerprint and all that. And at that time, I thought it was kind of different because now I see different language. So my dad said to, to us, he said, I think we got arrested. And next thing you know, we brought to the, the camp. That camp was like basically in the island. We stayed there for about six months and then brought us to another camp in uh, Philippines. It's called, um, what is it, uh, Burubatan, Philippines. So we stayed there, there for a little while. And at that time, same thing is like the only place that for me to basically wake up every day, get in line, get food. And as a, as a young boy, you know, it's like, you find things to do because there is just camp and full of Vietnamese and other people beside us. You you have two dissections on the um, the culture was one is Buddhism and then the other one was Catholic. Suddenly everybody either built like kind of like a, what I call a trial. People go to Buddhist over here, go to uh, Catholic over here. It become kind of almost like diversity is like, you got to be Buddhist and kind of come on this side. <laughs> As a young boy, I didn't really like care which section. So I'm going like hang out with everybody. And then throughout that process, I start to find out, oh, there's martial art beside Vietnam. And then I met a guy that who was in the camp. He was actually a cook. And then he started to show us a little bit martial art here and there. And we stayed there for about two years. And then we finally got the, the number. And I was lucky enough, my brother actually sponsored us. Okay. And I, it was like, I love the snow. You know, it's like, uh, for me, it was like, I never seen anything like that, you know. And then I realized that I didn't know the language. All I know was that you go into places that you don't know anything. I start to not really like it simply because the language and the only place for me to really reconnect was to find a place that there's a martial arts gym and the only place for me to learn is at that time was if you learn taekwondo they speak korean if you learn uh, karate it's from a japanese person you have to learn how to speak japanese so for me as a person it's like i'm like wait a minute i need to find out what can I do to learn the language? I went to this guy gym and basically every single day they throw a punch. They, they say punch, kick, they call it kick. So I realized like I put two and two together and then I start to stay there every single day, get out of school, go there. And then one day the guy was like, hey, come on the mat and start learning. And that's what uh, I was like basically learning the martial arts, relearning by 
American language. So that's how I was adapted really fast on learning the language. I know you have a lot of students at your studio. We have a lot of kids. I would say 50-50. I think the, for me, it was more success into the martial art. It was because I am as a father. I built my business based on my own relationship with my wife and my kid. For me, I believe that you can be successful in business. But if your own foundation of your family that you don't have, it's a lonely life. That's why my business grew because of that. A lot of times we spend so much time worrying about our kids and making sure that they have the right principle that we forget ourselves. Tell me why you think martial arts is important for children as well as adults. So as a, as a parent for myself, that I know a lot of time people think that you know martial art is about learning to fight someone. But for me, it's not about that. It's about building the awareness of yourself and about self-control. It's about how to deal with the situation, especially when it comes to pressure. And I think a lot of time, for me, I use the martial art to teach life skill. Okay. Yes, we teach a kid learn how to punch and kick, but the most of the class, for example, most of the time when I teach all the martial art class, I teach about the, the lesson. Like I give them the lesson. So, for example, I would tell the kid, like, you know, the lesson number one would be, like, listen, focus. That would be, like, the first section of And then I give the kid the rule. The rule can be, like, depend on what section of the classes. So the rule can be respect. The rule can be, like, no cutting, no talking. And then I give them a goal. A goal is, for me, for adult, I say the goal. For a kid, I say skill. Because what happened is, a lot of time, as a parent myself, I want more than anything my kid learn listen, patience, participate, uh, leadership, trust, and confidence. Because a lot of time, a kid, they come in, they themselves don't want to talk anymore. For example, this day when you see a kid, most of them, they are talking on the phone yeah. or text or play video game more than connecting. They come more on the internet than anything else. So I just, for me, I just built the awareness for the kid to kind of see. When I tell the kid it's not about right or wrong in the class, both sides, they need attention, either a bad one or a good one. So I usually ask the kid, are you a leader? What kind of leader are you? And if you're fooling around, let's say you're fooling around, I'm not going to follow you. If you are challenging yourself, participate, show up confident and all that, I would follow you. So I let the kid to, to choose. Because it's not about me. I don't consider myself a teacher. I consider myself a facilitator. I facilitate class. And then I challenge them. Because each one of them, they need to be challenged. Every kid, including myself, is about sharing the time and creating what value of, of each kid or each person stepping on the mat. Now, you were saying there's Taekwondo and Karate. Which one is you found most beneficial maybe for children as opposed to adults or is there any for me i i start out taekwondo's karate and muay thai kickboxing for example if all the culture right rice will be the same right bread will be the same so same thing as the martial is is the martial taekwondo's karate and kung fu they all included punches kicking however they have to be able to ask themselves is this what do they want as, as a parent? Because the value of the class is different. Not all the martial arts teaching the same life skill. 
some just teaching punching, some teach about competing. For me, I don't teach about competing. I teach them about daily life. For example, waking up in the morning. For a kid, that's challenging. But if I'm teaching them or empower them to see themselves, how great they wake up, to value themselves, that for me is a win. For parents to wake up and have a great life by taking care of their kid, taking care of themselves, that is for me, that's a champion for life. It's a little bit different depending on, like I said, depend on where they want to go and what the value of the, the parent looking for. When we first came over here to the United States, the first thing that my dad rolled us in was martial art. In our culture, in Vietnamese, seems like everybody just does martial art just like they go into kindergarten. In Vietnamese school, that was the other thing too, to the temple on Sunday. Every Sunday we'll go to the temple so that we can learn Vietnamese there. Um, I love what you say about the principles of martial art because... I didn't learn it as a a way to hit, kick, or punch. It was really about the mind work and the principle and how to behave in life. And I think that's what people don't always realize. It is an art. It's not a combat. There's a lot of time people come in, they say to me, okay, how long do I get a black belt? I tell the people, it's a lifetime. It's a journey that you find yourself, two or three months. I always ask them, do you have the same goal when you first started or something different? And 90% of the time is they always tell me different. Now you have three kids. Tell us about their names. I love your story of why you name your kids, what you name. My wife and I, when we was together for right now, about 20 years now. But when we was together for eight years, I always want to have kids. I always want to be like my dad, my mom, you know, always going to have like, because for them, longevity of uh, life, is you have family, you have kids, and your kid basically carry your last name. So I always wanted that. And for long, for about eight years, my wife and I could not have kids, and I don't know why. And so I decided to basically kind of like move somewhere. When I move somewhere, you know, it's like you, you make so much money, right? And then suddenly you lose everything. I said to myself, you have to be patient. I want everything in life. I wait for a long time for this girl to come for eight years. And then suddenly she came to when I was really down on my face. My wife and I, I said to her, I said, I have to name her patient because this will teach me something in my life and teach her. And so I did that. And then when I rebuilt my business, my wife, myself came together and then my business going went on the rise within a year. And then, of course, my wife pregnant, and then I named the other one was Harmony. And I always feel like, you know, when things fall down on your face, when things rise up, you have something beautiful to look. And then, of course, my daughter came. And when my daughter came, my Harmony came, my mom and my dad passed away. And then, of course, my son came at that same time. So when my son came and I, uh, my dad was, uh, his name was Gao. I decided to name my son Sky because no matter what things in life hot, you always have to look up. That's why my, my daughter was patient. It's Harmony and Sky. So beautiful, beautiful story. What do you teach your children? What principles do you teach your own kids? This is the four things that I use in my gym. Communication, compassion, compliment, and commitment. That's the things that I always uh, remind myself and I always ask my children to do. And we do a lot of uh, uh, negotiate. So, for example, if my daughter was watching TV 
if I ask her to do something at that moment, I would ask her and then we renegotiate on her time. So by that way, we don't have uh, what we call disagreement. For me, uh, growing up as, as Asian culture, it's like, I don't have to tell you that I love you. You should know. Uh, yeah. Growing up, it's like, for me, it was very painful. So my wife is uh, American. She loved hugging. She loved holding hands. She loved. So I adapt on that. And I love my kid based on that. And I want to build what I call compassion, love. In my house, I always say the evil is the angry. So we don't want to build evil. We want to build compassion and love. In my house, we have the things is every morning we say, like, for example, I say first. When we wake up in the morning before we eat breakfast together, before they go to school, we go as, I said, I'm strong, I'm brave, I'm smart. I do my best and never give up. I'm a champion. So I did that. My wife did. My kid did. So we all do that. And then we do before we go to bed. So it creates like a routine for them. And then things, for example, if they have a challenge, I ask them, I said, what did you say in the morning? What did you say at night? And then I tell them, I'm like, well, remember, evil is angry. So how would you build compassion? So they would reword it. They say that. And then they say, okay, I got it. And then I would tell them, like, see, that's what happens when you acknowledge something so you can work through it. And I talk big about support. Well, you know, if I bring you to a game, I watch for you to play. So when I ask you for your support, I would love you to do the same. So I do that, including in my gym, too. So my gym, when I teach a kid, finish the class, I always tell the kid, I said, remember, your parents bring you places. They support you. So you need to, when you get out of class, you need to come and hug them. You can say thank you. You can kiss them because that's the right thing to do to work on respect and support. End of the day, is it's hard right now because I feel like the, the whole country, everybody hates somebody. Yeah. My parents left Vietnam because of all the war happened. And then we come over here and it's almost like... It's a it different happened. kind of war. Right. So I feel like, you know, each day we're waking up, we should be grateful for what we have. And then we should build on the community and relationship. And I think it's if each one of us come together, it'd be amazing. It's like, um, it's like Vietnam, you know, it's like when they come to like the church or even the temple, right? Everybody brings food and we all share. That's what the life should be. What you teach your kids, those words, I mean, those are basically affirmations that they wake up with to live throughout the day and that's the last thing they hear when they fall asleep. It's wonderful. We talk about the state of the world today in the United States. What do you wish you would see more that parents would do, be, act today? The, the, the biggest thing that I've seen a lot and I can only say for me, okay, I can only say for me is that I don't want to repeat the same thing that my parent failure is, okay? Example, my parents will want me to, let's say, do something, become a doctor, whatever. And I think a lot of time is that did not fell through because their education is not as where we are today. So I'm as a parent right now, I don't want to repeat the same thing. I want to build what I call is that I have to commit it on my child, on their results, and what I believe, what I've seen in them. For me, when my daughter came out, 
I see a leader, I see compassion, I see love, I see everything. It's almost like a, a phone just came out, you know, everything is running well, right? And so I believe that I have a choice to commit it with my child on the result of what I see. And I think a lot of time is that a parent these days that they work so much because of they want, you know, whatever the bill, nice car, whatever that is. And then in return, they don't have the same thing as for their child. And then a lot of time when they go home, because of long day work. And so most of the time when you long day work, when your kids start to come and need you, sometimes you're too tired to do that. And the easiest way is get on the phone. Here, there's a TV you can watch. And this day, you know, if they watch on YouTube, let's say, there's a bunch of things just flash through and they click the wrong thing and they hear the wrong learning. Right or wrong, I don't think. I think that as parents, we have to see the big picture of the child. And I think a lot of things now this day is they say this all the time is that, oh, my kid have ADD. My kid have this. I remember in Vietnam, I don't even know what ADD is. Yeah, yeah. Now, my wife said this to me. She said, the way you move, you have ADD. I said, you know what? I should move fast. And I think like as a parent, we have to find solutions to want to be better. Just for example, if the parent want to have nice car, right? Do they want to have nice kids that have the same uh, functions, you know, as a car to, so by that way, they succeed in their life, you know, because right now, there's a bunch of challenges that go through. Because everything you see on TV is like, hey, your kid may have this. You need to bring it. Yeah, we got we to gotta bring it back home and not listen too much out there. You have a book. So, listener, Ninja has a book called Step on the Mat. You can go to stepontheMat.com to get his book. If you want to know more about him and his story, that book has inspirational story, how he leads people through stages of martial art class from opening his dojo to competition and how he reveals life-changing principle that can make you stronger in your heart, your mind, and bodies. That book is at stepontheMat.com. And then what's your website? How can people get a hold? My website is extremeninja.com. Okay. And there's no E. It's just X-T-R-E-M-E-N-I-N-J-A.com. Both of those links are in the show notes for you to go and click on. And Ninja, give us a your favorite quote. My favorite quote is bow. Choose in. Stay committed, okay? Because we do that every single day. We wake up, we bow into life. We drive the car, we bow into life. So you have to acknowledge what is and stay committed. I believe that we are amazing, okay, machine. We can do anything we want. We just have to stay committed and you will find how amazing you are. Well, thank you, listener. There you have it. Go to extremeninja.com without the E in the front of the X, but the link is in the show notes. And until next time, always be learning, always be growing. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for joining us today. Go to parentpumpradio.com and click on the pink box on the top of our homepage to listen to our new and archived shows. To be instantly notified of new episodes, subscribe to our RSS feed. The RSS feed button is located at the top of the page where all our shows are featured. And after listening to the show, 
go to parentpumpradio.com or our Facebook page to leave your comments, questions, and topic suggestions. Until next time, have a wonderful week. Thank you.